Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. thing it is time for the open micers podcast my name is jason robbins i'm jacob craig jason can you take a guess what i am tonight uh yoked <laughs> jason i'm yoked tonight buddy oh another I'm standing standing introduction i'm yoked bubba because <laughs> we have a good fucking guest tonight dude can i, I introduce I our guest tonight jason yeah dude by all means let, let's get him in the room let's talk to him all right, I'm going to sit down. Jason, our guest tonight is somebody who's a very funny, legitimate comedian. He's been on Conan. He's uh, He has several Comedy Central credits. He has his own special on Comedy Central. He's been on Bill Burr's The Ringers on Comedy Central. And Jason, our local listeners have two chances to see him this weekend. Because Friday, Friday... In Lafayette, Louisiana, he's coming to the best club in the entire country, Club 337. Tickets available at LafayetteComedy.com. And then Saturday, this fucking Saturday, he's coming to Mobile, Alabama, to my personal favorite club to work, the Alabama Music Box. Tickets available at AlabamaMusicBox.com. It's the one and only Caleb Sinan. How you doing, sir? Oh, man. That intro makes me feel so good about myself. (laughs) We like it's to very do that unique. Here. No one else gets an intro like that. Yeah, you wouldn't think I'd have to commit so many crimes to pay rent. Uh, <laughs> hearing those credits, <laughs> we like to make our guests be... guests feel good and um, give them a nice <laughs> intro because you know we don't we don't want to. Uh, it's 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 very uh, few and far between. We have guests that you know suck, and we have to you know call right. them out. Who's on the it. worst guest so far? Ooh, we'll let Jacob take Ooh. that one. <laughs> oh, dude, don't let me take it because I have like so Caleb. We've never talked before, but I have something that we call in the South diarrhea of the mouth, which means yeah, I'll yeah. say I got it. anything that comes to my fucking mind. So Michael Jimon. Anyways, uh, Caleb. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, that's not even true, dude. It'd be Howard Bloom. He talked about fucking physics for 40 minutes on a comedy podcast. Uh, Anyways, uh, terrible. Uh, Caleb, uh, are you excited to be doing uh, a Southern tour right now? Coming back to your roots as a Southern boy? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, but I mean, is it really the set? Like, the South is, uh, you know, we all got the internet now. So it's like, it, I feel like it was more the South before, you know, now it's like there's rednecks in the trailer park and they're, they're waking up and they're watching Ben Shapiro and, you know, they, they, they got their own YouTube channel and, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like some of the, some of the magic is gone, you know, people aren't peeing in the yard like they used to. 
Oh, I still. I do. don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I still piss in the yard. Okay, well, maybe it, maybe there's a glimmer of hope, but uh, you know, and now when I go back, it's just you know I see dudes with like camouflage hats on. They're just buried in their phone. I'm like, ah, they're driving a Tesla. It's like, geez, dude, <laughs> what happened to the rootin' tootin' uh, good old days? Why aren't you out there committing hate crimes? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, why? Yeah, you should be doing donuts in the parking lot and playing the all that shit. Well, I think know? the hate crimes got uh, replaced with uh, Twitter trolling. That's what they're doing now on Facebook. <laughs> right, which is better. People want to get rid of it, and it's like, keep them on Twitter. Keep them in their basement, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think it's good. I just disagreed with my own original point, so this podcast is, <laughs> is good so far. We're doing good. We're doing it. Is is that check to your right? Is that from the the Comedy Central short that you did? Yes. Yeah. They let me keep the check. I wanted to take all the props. Uh, I liked that jacket they let me wear, but uh, the only prop they let me take was the big fake check. Oh, so those checks aren't real. You can't like take that check to the bank and cash it. Well, it was a check for chicken wings, so I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know where I would cash it. But uh, I should have thought to make it for money, but. I'm not yeah. a forward-thinking comedian, really. You can cast that check at any club in the country. <laughs> Honestly, I might. If I check that, <laughs> I got a flight tomorrow. I'll, I'll check the check uh, and see if they... <laughs> There's no way that thing comes out one feet. Delta throws bags all over hell. Not going not gonna to work. Hey, thank God they didn't let you keep Todd Glass. <laughs> I tried. I tried, but he's strong. He's got that old man strength. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about um caleb did a, a comedy central original short uh that you can watch on youtube right now where he tells like the best joke in the world and it's just yeah. like an opening joke and then it just keeps going and keeps going and everyone gets it but todd glass and todd glass <laughs> hates it like that's the thing yeah yeah that was honestly uh i was tr- i was pitching him a bunch of real ideas I went to Comedy Central and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. You got anything else? Anything? And then I ran out of ideas and they hadn't said yes to anything. So I was like kidding around. I go, what if I do a special where I tell one joke and the crowd lasts for 59 minutes? And they were like, let's do that. And I was like, but and I had all these sketches I wrote and I had this, you know, a sitcom idea and all this shit. And uh, the only thing they wanted was the pretend special. And I was like, all right. Uh, I couldn't believe it. And then I, sitting there. Filming a fake special is a crazy feeling, you know. You really wish it was a real one. But, uh, yeah, the fake one was fun. That was a lot of fun. Was it harder to film a fake special than it was, like, your real Comedy Central special? Yeah. Yes. Well, it was bizarre because it took longer. You know, to film the regular mm-hmm. the Comedy Central special took 30 minutes to film. And uh, the fake special took hours and hours and hours, <laughs> you know. Where they're like, all right, dance around. So I dance, I dance for like thirty minutes, and like blend up a margarita, and uh, you know that you have to do a million takes, and uh, it was really hard to throw. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, just go watch it. It's just called uh, uh, the title of it is Caleb Sinan's the best comedian who ever lived, and look it up on YouTube. But at the end, I always liked when Prince. There's a video of Prince throwing his guitar in the air, and it just disappears mm-hmm. at a concert. And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to be a comedian. I throw the mic in the air and it disappears. I throw the stool and the mic stand. I like break it over my knee. And uh, that took forever, dude. It's so hard to make, uh, to throw something real up in the air and make it disappear. You have to have someone, two people on ladders with a, with a, you know, to catch it in the net. 
without it getting in the frame. It's not easy. Uh, so, yeah, I put a lot of work into that fake special, more than the real one. Where was that filmed at? Uh, Dynasty Typewriter in L.A. So it was where they film real specials. That's where Mark Norman's uh, last special was filmed. And, uh, yeah, it's a great, a beautiful venue. Uh, one day I'll do a real one there, I hope. But I got a fake one in the bank already. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, so developing stuff with Comedy Central like that, you've done a lot of stuff on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're the only ones that would say yes for, for a long time. Uh, so what's that process like sell it like do you have to constantly sell stuff to comedy central or do you, do you have like a deal where it's like we're going to produce this amount of stuff with you well uh i you know when i came to la in 2015 comedy central would just be out at shows all the time uh mm-hmm. you know and they're they're part of viacom and I, they all have a budget and the credit card and uh you would just see different people from comedy central at shows and bars and uh you know it, it would just come up and at the time it felt like everybody had something going with them because they had they had this budget for like online stuff that was uh that was fun and they they were looking for a constant stream of like back when snapchat used to have shows and Mm -hmm. stuff so it was like uh it just just ended up happening because it was just they needed stuff and i was dumb enough to to pitch them stupid ideas and they were dumb enough to say yes and uh yeah that that was a that was a crazy and then once once they know you, they're like, hey, I need stupid ideas. I'm like, yeah, you know, what if I'm a dumb chef? What if I have a fake special? And like, I just kept pitching them things and uh, a few of them. Yeah, it was. But yeah, I would like to do I'd like to work with a lot of people. But uh, Comedy Central, I was like, man, I don't know what it is. They they, they keep saying yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're they're a bunch of they're cool, cool people there. And I've known them for like a long time. I thought Comedy Central uh, was based out of New York. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, they, they. I think that was their main hub, but uh, they got a base out here too. So, lucky for me, I don't know what I'd do. If it weren't for Comedy Central, I'd be a you know, I'd be a full time criminal. <laughs> so, what'd you do? Just walk up to them at a show and be like, "Hey, I got some ideas." Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Rachel Olson used to work there, uh, and when she worked there, uh, we were we were friends, and she was like, "Yeah, pitch me some ideas." And I was, I mean, it was just a casual thing after a show. She was like, "Yeah, good set. You got any ideas for sketches? Let me know." And you know, I I came up with some ideas in like five minutes and sent them over like immediately. Like, please get me something on there. And uh, yeah, so that that and then once you're in their system, you're just kind of in there. Shit. Had you already done Conan before you did anything with Comedy Central? Uh, yeah, yeah. Conan was right before that. Yeah, I did Conan. Uh, I was so I got lucked out hard with that. I did the I moved to L.A. on like the first week of July in 2015, and uh, I did just for laughs the last week of July in 2015, and I got booked for Conan that September. But it was just I just did a set. I auditioned with this set for JFL. I got JFL, and uh, the Conan Booker was in the audience, and he was like, "Yeah, that's why don't you do that on Conan?" I was like, "All right." It was like. You know, a lot of things are hard work, and that just, I kind of lucked out that he happened to be there and happened to have an open slot soon. So just a lot of luck there. What was that like, being on Conan? I mean, that's, that's a, you know, Conan is a legend. What's it like doing comedy yeah, yeah. in front of him? Oh, I mean, that's, it's otherworldly. It's like, 
you, you got so much, uh, what is it? What's the adrenaline? That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you're just, you don't even feel like you're alive and, uh, it's crazy and exciting, but weird. And, you know, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's such a nice celebrity. He's so down to earth and he's like trying to make you laugh. Like you don't feel any pressure. Cause he's like, he's very outgoing and very bubbly and fun. And, uh, Andy Richter too. They were all like super nice. And like after my set, I sit down and Donald Glover's on the couch. And I'm like, hello, Donald Glover. You know, you try to sound, you want to seem like you've been on TV before. And you're just like, hello, I've seen every, every single thing you've been in. And I love you. Like, you don't know what to say to, to him. And Sharon Osbourne was there too. Uh, so that was, that was crazy, you know. And then it goes out that night. So they, you know, like three hours later, you're getting people tweeting at you that are already watching it, and you can't even see it yet. But it's just like on the East Coast, it's already airing. So it was it was crazy. It was awesome, and uh, I'd love to do them more, but maybe it'll never happen again because of the writer strike. But boy, I used to love being on TV. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, that's the thing that sucks is like even the um, you know the late night stuff. Like everything shuts down because of the writer yeah. strike. And um, I, I'm just really wondering what TV is going to be like in the next, within the next two years, because uh, we're going to yeah. get a lot of reality shit coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it, the worst is that the first thing to go is late night shows, and I love them. I love watching late night shows. You know, a lot of people hate them or just never liked them or used to like them, and now they hate them. But I've always been a fan. I think they're it's a fun, interesting. Mm-hmm form uh yeah i hate that that it goes away that day yeah <laughs> just a bummer uh because i i mean i like to put something on while i'm folding clothes and uh i think that's the best you don't really have to watch it it's just kind of on in the background i, I love late yeah I yeah just, i think a lot of comics feel that way because i mean growing up before you get into comedy even i feel like everyone starts when you're like 14 15 mm-hmm. you finally get to stay up late and then you remember like the first late night show you see and you're like oh this is fucking yeah. great he said tits on tv yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's no- guys in suits being a little naughty but not too naughty but they're saying they you know i remember the first uh i remember seeing like leno when i was a little kid and he made a monica Lewinsky joke and i almost shit my pants i was like this is the most <laughs> incredible moment of my life he just made a joke about blowjobs, and uh, I remember he had a. He told a vibe one time. I stayed up late, and uh, it was always like when my mom was visiting a friend. My dad would be like, "We can watch the fun stuff," <laughs> and uh, he said uh, he ta- Viagra was like I guess new or something, and he was like, "Yeah, hey, I took one. Felt like stepping on a rake." And uh, I remember laughing. <laughs> I was like eight. And I was like, that's the funniest thing. It was like car- very cartoonish. And I was like, that's like a dirty Bugs Bunny gag. And uh, yeah, I was hooked. So my first dick joke I heard on TV was like, <laughs> never forget. And I th- I'm probably going to age myself here. But I remember when I was a kid, like six, seven years old, maybe I would have like a nightmare and I would get up and I'd go into my brother's room and he'd be up watching uh, Craig Ferguson. Yeah. And so I would just stay up with him at seven years old watching Craig Ferguson talk about how you have to rub Australian girls' clits counterclockwise. (laughs) 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 And there's a fucking, there's his sidekick's a fucking robot. And at the time when I started watching it, all he could do was Morgan Freeman's voice. Like he didn't have the guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like we just like woke up our parents laughing at like oh, dude. midnight. It was such a big deal when uh when I finally was allowed to have a TV in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the end of high school, you know. And me and my brother would stay up every night watching Craig Ferguson because he had the longest monologue, and it was mm-hmm. it wasn't like anyone else's. He barely talked about the news. It was just like weird riffing and stand up, and uh, I was just blown away. I was like, man, how does he do it every night? And uh, I was such a fan. I, I hated that, you know, all your favorites in. It's like yeah. Conan ends, Craig Ferguson ends. Uh, it's such a bummer. Uh, but yeah, man, that I never heard that joke. That's counterclockwise. Holy shit. That's great. Yeah, he was constantly saying it's like he had clit jokes for days. Like like every mm. dick joke a normal uh late night host would do, he he would do a fucking clit joke. And it was just <laughs> it blew my mind because I'm like, I don't even know what this looks like. But he's fucking it's it's so hilarious. <laughs> no one even says clit. Like I, I, I until you said it, I hadn't heard it in like eight years. It's like you just don't <laughs> well, hear it's that one of those word. words now. It's like, can I say that now? Am I allowed yeah. to say that? Or we will should I get say it canceled? more. People should be like, man, you're such a clit. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a Use fucking labia, dude. Yeah, that's an epithet. That's a sexual such a weird yeah, word. Labia. Like, yeah. it just it's just a jumble of letters. Like, it's yeah. I don't know. I can't describe it. Like, it, is there any words other like, like that that get stuck in your head? And if you keep saying them over and over again, it like yeah. loses all meaning. No, that happens to all words. I can't. It's yeah. crazy. It sounds like uh, something. It's like a Dr. Seuss sound effect. If, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's something that would happen yeah. when you hit it's a like tree a, with an on axe. the old Batman show. Like he'd hit somebody and be like, "Clit!" <laughs> <laughs> he'd fucking hit Catwoman and just quit. Comes on the thing. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Hit me low, Batman. <laughs> yeah, my favorite late night was always David Letterman. <clears throat> when I was yeah, a kid, I used to watch him all the way back to as a little kid back in the you know, like mid early eighties when he would do the shit where you would like wear the Velcro suit and jump onto the thing and like throw yeah. shit off the building. Like that was my favorite. Like this dude's just throwing watermelons off a building in New York and like calling it a late <laughs> night show. This is awesome. Yeah. I was always a uh I was always a big fan. Like I loved the dumber the running gag, the better. It's like uh he had one about <laughs> it was some joke about a doorknob for a giant or so I can't even remember the setup, but it was like, and they had this prop of, uh, it was like a, a doorknob the size of like a, a beer barrel. And like the crowd just kind of chuckles and David Letterman's like, don't you get it? It's a big doorknob. Like it's really <laughs> big. And then the next night, he's like halfway through the show and he's like, I just want to address something from last night's show. We, we had a joke about the door and then he brings out like a scientist with like a, a blackboard doing the size of the doorknob compared to a real one and like having he has a math equation for like why it's so funny and he's like so i'm hopefully maybe the crowd tonight we're gonna bring the doorknob out back out and you can look at it and he did it for like weeks he kept doing the same doorknob bit because it didn't get a laugh and i just remember thinking like no one else does this this is insane <laughs> why would you it's just yeah i couldn't get enough of it my there's favorite, no one now doing that style you know my favorite running gag of his was the big ass ham <laughs> you yes. always give out cans of big ass ham to people for, for like <laughs> prizes and shit. And I'm like, I always wanted a can. I wonder if there are any cans of big ass ham floating out there as like David Letterman <laughs> sure. memorabilia. Oh man, I would love that. I I loved when he had the uh they had the ca- the uh, 
how many days it's been since Oprah said she wouldn't come on the show, and they would like <laughs> they'd have a big portrait of her like come down. It'd <laughs> be like it is eight days since Oprah. I just got yeah, all that shit. Man, I really miss. I used to watch him every night too. Him and Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I was I was obsessed with. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the late night shows have kind of lost that magic too, though. Cause like in that same era of Letterman and Ferguson, like Jimmy Kimmel was on and Jimmy Kimmel was great. And then you watch Jimmy Kimmel now and no shade to Jimmy Kimmel, but his show fucking sucked. <laughs> oh, well I got a bunch of my friends right on there. So I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> no, they don't right now. I got to stand with, no, they don't. They pick it. <laughs> <laughs> they pick it on Jimmy Kimmel now. But- I do think a certain sense of fun is uh, is lost, and a fun, a freedom, and sort of unbridled, uh, like they used to be, like endless possibilities. Like, holy shit, I have a late night show. What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And now it feels like everybody has to have sort of a they're conscious, very conscious of the ratings, very conscious of the audience, very conscious of saying the right or wrong thing. Uh, you know, conscious of like, oh, maybe this bit will go viral. Well, it's you all know, kind of I the same now, of too. Is... Like, all the monologues are all about, like, politics and stuff. And, like, right, right. you know, I miss the days of, like, even, you know, back at Johnny Carson with, like, it, it always felt like anything, like you said, anything could happen because they're always doing skits. You know, he would do shit like Karnak and all that type of stuff. And, and when he would have the comedians on, like, you know, you go back and look at those clips of when uh, Rodney Dangerfield would be on and it and yeah, yeah. it was almost like you're just waiting uh, for somebody to, to just fuck up and say something like this just could get them right, banned right. from TV like it, it was a sense of danger and fun about it and yeah now they're all just yeah. so formulaic well it's also the internet has sort of uh killed it it's uh or or i guess mm-hmm. bastardized it because it's like it used to be like, oh my god, we're gonna stay up late. We're gonna hear some naughty jokes. We're gonna hear people saying things they shouldn't say. Yeah. You know, you're staying up late. It's like, ah, you know, you got your PJs on, you got your <laughs> snack. You're like, oh, here it comes. You know, you're watching the whole intro. And now uh, with clips and shit, it's like, you're what are you gonna stay up till eleven or thirty to hear a joke about uh, Ron DeSantis that you heard eight times on Twitter already? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is not even to say that's what it is, but I feel like it's less of a the naughtiness and the like excitement, the I guess anticipation is sort of ended because of, you know, you're on the internet and there's you've heard you you've already followed the new like I, I when I used to watch it I didn't know what had happened that day until mm-hmm. Letterman said it or mm-hmm. Linus I didn't know I may have seen a minute of news or something but it's like now it's like well I have a lot of free time so I just I've seen I know all the jokes already you know and. uh yeah, it's it's there's a little bit of that, but I, I think it could come back. It just might need some revamping. But yeah, when it's done right, I still really love it. You know, well, that's why I, I was mean, looking you... forward to at midnight coming back because you know uh, yeah, yeah. Stephen Colbert had had I guess bought the rights to at midnight was going to put it on after his show, and I was really looking forward to that. And I'm scared to death that the writer strike is going to kill that show now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I hope. I hope it happens because that show's great for comics. You mm-hmm. know, have, you got mm-hmm. three different comics every night getting a getting a spot on there. So I, I'm I'm hoping it does. That would be so. And the more late night stuff, the better. I, you know, I, I can't wait to see what the new Daily Show's like. I really hope it's Roy Wood Jr. Uh, he's definitely him and Michael Costa are like so underrated. I really want mm-hmm. them both to stay on there. And if they, I would love it if they both host. They're both so funny. Uh, I love Roy Wood yeah. Jr. He's so yeah, he's great. 
he's a genius, man. <laughs> Dude is just yeah. like I don't understand like the the stuff he can come up with. Did you watch um that uh correspondence dinner? The loved it. That he did, dude. Loved it was it. great. I he just made... want to say I love Dominion. <laughs> he killed everybody in that room. That no was one was safe. <laughs> yeah, he's he should do it every year. I love that guy. I, there's so much I have hopes for, and it's like it's so weird. It feels like the strike's been going for eight years. I know. It's like, <laughs> I love my favorite bit on Jimmy Kimmel's unnecessary censorship. I yeah. think that is the funniest. <laughs> That's one of the funniest late night bits ever. It always makes me, it's the most immature, unnecessary thing. And God, I just love it. And I used to look, I still watch it every week. So I'm like, I can't wait to see it. It really kills me. And I haven't watched it forever. I think celebrity read, uh, the celebrity read mean tweets is a good yes. segment too. That one's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more. There needs to be more. So see Jacob, there's a good show in there somewhere. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah, yeah well, but it's like, but it's like Caleb made the point. It's like you know the the stuff that you watch that you used to watch the late night shows for. Now the best part of it, like you can go on YouTube right now and see the mean tweets from last night's episode and not watch the rest of it, and you have just yeah. the five minute YouTube clip of what you wanted to see. So it's like no one's watching the full product. It's the same thing happening with stand up. Like no one's watching your full special now. They're watching the minute reel that's on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's right, like right. kind of bastardizing the art form. Yeah, and then a lot of people don't even know who it. They'll be like, "Ah, I saw this. I saw some comedian on Instagram, or was it TikTok? Mm-hmm. What was his name? It was a funny joke." And they're like, "They they're just fire hosed with content all day." Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they're like, "He was a tall guy with." With brown hair, and he had a joke about, uh, and you're just like, they don't even know. I think right. I follow him. Then they look through, they're following 8,000 people. They're like, eh, I don't know. It's like, it's hard not to get sort of lost in the, in the ocean, but yeah. Uh, man, this is, sounds so negative. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, it's I like, have a theory. I have a theory that uh, the next generation of kids are going to be like uh, super hipster and like reject everything, yeah. like, digital <laughs> and we're gonna great. go Sounds back to, to like the 70s and 80s <laughs> and i'm telling you right now you're fucking wrong because, my, <laughs> because you take away my nephew's nintendo switch and he fucking screams and hits you in the nads like, right. they're more addicted than than we are bubba like that's not happening well then they're not going to reproduce though so it's going to be the next generation yeah uh, well, the only be people generation that are going to reproduce are the the amish <laughs> and uh the Catholics are going to take over. Hell yeah, dude. Catholic uprising. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's about time. What could go wrong? But I mean, a, a good thing about it's like, I, I, I will say that I'll spend like an hour every day just like scrolling through YouTube shorts, looking at like podcast clips and stand up clips or whatever. And I feel like there are like a lot of comics who are like getting hype and getting like maybe even shows booked or people knowing them just because of YouTube shorts when like normally just no one would know who the fuck these people are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a crazy and now it's so weird about it is uh, it used to be, you knew who was famous because they had a sitcom or they're on SNL or you saw them on Mm -hmm. late night all the time or their album was huge and people are quoting it, you know, but now I'll just be talking to a friend of mine 
and three weeks ago, they were just a regular open micer, and then suddenly they're, and they didn't even tell me. I was like, it didn't occur to you? They're like, yeah, so I'm doing a theater down the street. And you're like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, I blew up on TikTok last week, and now I'm a millionaire. And you're just like, whoa, <laughs> wait, what? what? It's bizarre. And now, like, people I don't, no one, uh, there's no way to keep track of it. It's just, uh, it's such a weird lottery of uh, social media. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it works, but. Yeah, everything I mean, happens so fast nowadays. Like, it's, yeah. there's not a monoculture anymore. It's like it's all split into like a yeah. million different little tiny subcultures. Yeah, See, I hate it. I don't know what anybody's talking. Every time I get on Twitter, I don't know what anyone's talking about. I, I, I have no eight things are trending. I can't put together when it started or if we're making <laughs> yeah. fun of it or did it just happen or is it real? I, I just I, I don't know. I don't know how to keep track of it. I just I'm like, I like. I like three comedians. I like eight movies. I'm just going to stick with that. <laughs> I don't know. No new friends. I don't know how to fix it, but I know how to fix it. Come see me at Club 337 <laughs> in Lafayette. And then see me at the Alabama Music Box in Mobile. I'm gonna, it's going to be great. No phone. Those are two really great fucking clubs, by the way. If, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, have you ever done either of them? I've worked with Jason before uh, in like 2015. I did a, one of his gigs in Lafayette. He had just sort of started, but now everybody tells me that he's built it up into this incredible thing. And I'm excited to see what he's, what he's done, but I've never been to the Alabama music box. So, I mean, 337 is so good that it gets like weekly shout outs on Tuesdays with stories from like wow. both Mark and Joe. Like they, like everyone that's been there loves this fucking club. Cause it's just like, everyone in Lafayette is going to go see comedy. <laughs> like wow. it's, it's so weird. It's like he built it. And then there's just, there always is a sold out show. It's kind of ridiculous. What, uh, how many people fit in there? What kind of club is it? I've actually never been there. Uh, it, it's about four hours from where we are. Okay. So uh, the one time I got a booking over there, I was like, I really don't want to drive four hours for this spot. So I'm going to pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But if you if you're in listening right now, you want to drive four hours. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be the best show be of your life. It. It's going no, to blow have, your dick away. I mean, we have listeners over there. But it's like yeah. uh, the the music box. I've I've performed there several several times, and it is it's one of those like hole in the wall, thunder in the bottle kind of clubs where you oh. walk in and you're like, oh, this is where I have to perform tonight. And then when people start to come in, you're like oh shit like this is gonna be like the most fun like rowdy southern mobile club that that sounds great i want yeah that's what i'm excited about this tour is like i'm doing so many shows in alabama and georgia and i'm doing one show in pensacola and uh yeah some louisiana some texas it's like i'm doing some real southern shit so i Mm -hmm. kind of want some i don't know if i want every show like rowdy and getting beer be careful of pensacola because and yeah. Pensacola, you either I have either many times I've done Pensacola, I either do I either murder the room or I just I get heckled to death. One of the two. There's no in okay. between as many times. Sounds I've been good. There. So be careful. Well, I'm doing like ten shows, so as long as one of them's good, I'll be happy. Yeah. Here, let's get Caleb to cancel his Pensacola show real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, I will say like every time I've done Pensacola. I've killed there several times, but then there have been times where like the crowd is so uppity 
it's like they're in this like secluded back room that like the hoity toities are all in and there's like kids there and it's like just this weird atmosphere of like we're better than you and you must please us oh, it's very okay. much the opposite of the alabama music box okay cool well, i'm glad i'm getting the the full spectrum it'll be great yeah dude that's what we do here we do spectrum like autism baby that's what we do <laughs> dude love it yeah i went to pensacola one time and me and Jacob had a had a show together there, and that was the night I got heckled so bad I almost quit comedy and Ooh. killed myself. <laughs> I was oh, depressed wow. for like a week. Then the next time I went over there was this bar, and I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a biker bar. Like you walk, it looked like, um, it, it literally looked like the bar in Roadhouse. Like there was even oh, a wow. dude that looked like like Sam Elliott, uh, working the door. <laughs> like you walk in, and there are two Harleys on the side of the stage. And I went to the bathroom and you know how you go to the urinal and in front of the urinal, they'll have like advertisements. Well, they had an, a dual advertisement for, um, uh, shooting range and bail bonds. <laughs> and oh, the girl's like, oh, I don't know how my jokes are going to go in here. So I get on stage and it was one of the best shows I've ever had in my life. And they, they, you know, they were like, they gave me free drinks afterwards. They're like, you come back anytime. I was, I was like, it's either, wow. it's either the best or the worst. One of the two. Man, what were they heckling? What were they yelling out? Uh, well, the other one was uh, because I made the mistake of making fun of Florida for my very first joke, mm. and uh, yeah. they yep. yeah had some proud Floridians who didn't take kindly to it. Oh boy, Florida! It's it's a whole world. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> We got to tell you guys about B-Rez Coffee Company. That's right. B-Rez Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by game. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. Yeah, man, Florida fucking sucks. Let's get Caleb to cancel all of his Florida shows. <laughs> oh, I love Florida. <laughs> and come to Mississippi instead. I can get you a show on two days notice. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, all right, you convinced me. I know that you are a... You're a margarita connoisseur. Mm -hmm. Is that is that the right thing to say? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I like them, and I'm a little picky about. I, I don't know if I'd say picky, but I you know I prefer fresh lime juice to you know mix from a bottle. You know I like a a good bit of tequila. A lot of people are scared of it, but that's really a big part of the flavor. You gotta don't skimp on the tequila and uh, some nice salt or tahini on the rim. Sometimes both is nice. Uh, yeah, not, not don't go too crazy with the the different flavors. Uh, you know, maybe throw a little uh, jalapeno in there. Sometimes a nice mango is nice. What do a you nice like, cow. frozen or on the rocks? I prefer on the rocks, but frozen every once in a while hits the spot. You know, yeah. especially if it's a really hot day and you oh, get yeah. a nice frozen one. Oh man, big big glass, big heavy glass with big frozen. It's got the little <laughs> frost on the outside. Oh, oh yeah, it's good stuff. That good. makes me thirsty. It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm curious what you think about margaritaville down here oh i'm a big fan i've been many times i have margaritaville merch i uh oh, i've yeah. always been a fan yeah 
And I, I like the vibe. Some people are like, man, that, that place sucks. I'm like, I couldn't disagree more. I love the vibe. I love uh, everybody's having a good time in there. And I, I, I love it. Dude, I love they, the whole culture. They have a, uh, they have a, uh, um, what is it, Jacob? It's like a, uh, they have rides and shit on the roof now. <laughs> they have like, oh, yeah, a, they, have, oh. they built an amusement, yeah. amusement park on the roof of Margaritaville and Biloxi, like close to where we live. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Man, I gotta go. I got. I'm. I'm headlining the Margaritaville in Biloxi, dude. Hell yeah! I can set that up if you want to do that, dude. <laughs> hell yeah, Caleb. If hell you wanna, yeah. if you want to headline Margaritaville in Biloxi, I can literally make that happen for you, buddy. Talk to me after the show. Let's get you dude, on fucking yes. Margaritaville Biloxi, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah! That that honestly would be the coolest thing in the world. I when I uh, I used to have an agent. And uh, that was something we talked about all the time was trying to set up a tour of Margaritaville's <laughs> uh, and sort of sell it. And I was like, I'm a brand ambassador, but never, never came out. But one day I'm not giving up on it. I feel like you would like doing one of the casinos down here. Like they're, they're really yeah. like their, their own kind of show and dependent on like what kind of comic is coming here. But then you have ones that are like the Boomtown Casino <laughs> where there's just like a little tiny comedy club in there. That's just packed full of just people like with oxygen tanks that are smoking yeah, yeah. <laughs> at like fucking three o'clock on a Tuesday. And it's just like the wildest crowd. Like you could just get yeah. away with doing like two hours of crowd work just from what you see in the audience. Yeah. I like casinos. I know a lot of comedians don't, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, the, uh, casinos and colleges and cruise ships get a lot of black, but uh, mm -hmm. they seem fun. They seem like a fun vibe to me. Yeah, I the last time I did a college was my college talent show, and I would never do that again. <laughs> yeah, it would be funny to try and do the just the talent show again. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a, yeah. who books that? Can I get? Yeah, I know every year. <laughs> yeah, can I get on a spot? Yeah, because every time we try to go to like Hattiesburg, which is a big college town with USM, you would think that you know people would be going out on the weekends to like go to clubs and stuff. But you go up there and do do comedy, and there's like it's just basically you, the bartenders, and the other. The three other comedians that showed up for for the open mic. Damn, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, college kids don't get down like they used to anymore. I feel yeah, like. they're all sad. They're sad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why they need to go to the comedy shows. Right, I know. I I agree. It's like I feel like instead of like you know from like five or ten years ago, you had like the college party kids. It's like now they're just sitting in their dorms drinking kombucha, like complaining about. <laughs> The patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. When I was in college, we were all dumb. No one knew anything. No one cared about anything. It was it was great. Dude, you want to know like, dumb? Yeah. It took me 12 years to get a two-year degree. That's dumb. Dude. Nice. <laughs> Burt Kreischer? Never give up. <laughs> I, went, I started college in Burt Kreischer. I, I started here. in college in 1995. I didn't graduate with a degree until 2009. <laughs> wow. Well, you or 2008 like you learned actually. a lot. So 13 like a lot years, 13 years to get a two-year degree, and I still don't use it. So that was he didn't even fun. count the fucking years right. That's how many. <laughs> that's how long he was well, in college. For. That's why I had to retake. Years. That's why I had to retake college algebra. Uh, like three times in order to graduate because <laughs> I'm not good at math. Dude, it's you hard. Cad you casually dropped this on, on an episode, I think last week or two weeks ago. When were you a fucking lumberjack? 2010. 
I went to, uh, lived in Oklahoma and Missouri to, to be a lumberjack for a couple months. Wow. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I've been a lot of things, Jacob. I'm 46 years old. You know, I've lived a life, my friend. I'm twice your age. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you're literally twice my age. Yeah, you're two uh, of me. I've done a lot in that for those awesome. 46 years. I've been literally been a rock star signed to, to Universal Records. I've made movies. I've been a lumberjack. I've worked for, uh, uh, I worked for the Hard Rock Cafe, you know, as a cook. Uh, let's wow. see, what else have I done? Cooking what, meth? No, steaks. <laughs> I was the grill man. Dude, I know how to cook a steak, son. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to get a fart in the microphone. Hold up. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Did I get it? <laughs> remind That's me never to use that. I saw. <laughs> remind me never to use that microphone when I come to your house. I can taste it. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Did Ooh. I get it in the mic, though? Did you guys hear it? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear God it. damn it. I haven't been but able I... to successfully catch a fart in there yet. <laughs> It's gonna give you pink eye if you don't if you're not careful. <laughs> I'm already well on my way. I work yeah. with special needs children. It's a wonderful it's a wonder I don't already have like all the diseases. Hey, well, you know, uh there's still time. There's still time this year. <laughs> there's still time. Yeah, don't give yeah. up. Oh, and I, f- I forgot to up. throw in there that I was an EMT as well. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Done a lot wow. of shit. It's a lot of stuff. I feel bad. I've so far I've uh, went to school and I did comedy and it's like that, that's the whole list so far. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm the same position. I, I like I did comedy starting at 17, and then I've just done stupid shitty jobs to support my comedy addiction. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to be a lumberjack. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> If you had to go, to... if you had to go into the workforce, what 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 do you what kind of job would you look for? I would want to still do use the skill set I have, which is that's the only skill set I have. So I've I've always thought if if, if stand up didn't exist and show business, there was no entertainment. I would be uh, like I feel like I'd be a good corrupt mayor. Of town. <laughs> I love how you have to put in corrupt. Like you're yeah, not I wouldn't be, be good. good I wouldn't be a good mayor, but I think I'd be a good mobbed up corrupt mayor you know i think i could do that pretty well where would you run for mayor stand-up comedian some town full of idiots i'd go find it (laughs) like the music man well may i I suggest a couple of towns here along the (laughs) gulf coast (laughs) yeah yeah i would just uh, bamboozle uh good good hearted people uh into letting me run their town jacob see i've thought about i've thought about running for uh for office too because uh you know, it doesn't take a genius to run for office. I mean, look at, uh, no. look at, uh, all of them. <laughs> all at, of them. Yeah. Look at every politician in the history of the world. Look at Mark Simmons. He's running for, uh, <laughs> he, he was on the show a few weeks ago. He's running for like state Senate and shit. Oh, wow. He's, he's running as like a representative for a district. Is that state Senate? I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know is. what he's I mean, running for. That's how bad he is at running for it. Like he wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. And one of my friends actually ran for mayor of Ocean Springs and won. And Whoa. He, and he doesn't know shit about shit. So I'm like, well, if he can do it, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> well, I feel like it's easy to do down here because you can just like get up there and, and be like, just fucking repeal the 19th Amendment. Fucking 
put back the colored water and fountains and we're good. Mississippi. Wow. Yeah, I mean Vote uh, for me. I hope that doesn't come back, but uh Yeah, I feel like we could all be mayor somewhere. I don't know how much it pays, but I've thought about it. I'm like, what if uh, yeah, what if I could be mayor of somewhere? Let's corrupt mayor probably pays more. Corrupt, yeah. That's why I add corrupt well, may I, may I suggest Biloxi, Mississippi, because the, All right. they're already corrupt, and you just slide right in there. All right, let's see. How much does it pay to be mayor? I wonder if they even post how much it pays. Oh, I, th- I think it's probably like $35,000 a year oh, or something stupid does like that. Mayor. How much does oh. being the corrupt mayor of Biloxi, Mississippi cost? <laughs> All right, let's see. Whoa! Well, you got like it. The mayor of. Uh... Uh, wait a minute. It says Biloxi's is the highest salaried mayor with an annual salary of one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Whoa! What? I got one hundred and seventeen thousand oh. per year. Whoa, dude! Ooh, yeah, old, this is an old article. Old Fofo getting paid, son. Dude, dude, you'd have to run that against is... a guy named Fofo. So. I think you got the this. state average in Mississippi. The, the average is sixty three thousand a year for a mayor. That sounds great, dude. You could live like a king here for that. Everyone here yeah, is what, dirt yeah. fucking poor. Yeah. <laughs> what does the mayor really have to do when it comes down to it? I, I could do that part time, dude. Part-time you make one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars a year. You're basically the Elon Musk of Biloxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my new nickname, Elon you Musk could... of Biloxi. <laughs> You could buy the Margaritaville of Biloxi. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, don't. Dude, it's happening. It's happening. I'm coming through, dude. We're, we're starting here, everybody. Next mayoral election. Caleb signing for, I'm for coming, Biloxi man. mayor. I've got to look up some facts about Biloxi just so I can pander pretty good. And uh, I'll be your uh, lieutenant mayor. And Jacob can like run the, <laughs> run the mail room or something. Dope. Let's nah, do it. I'll lose everyone's mail. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have any responsibilities. Yeah, that's probably true. I feel like it is easy to get elected though, because like, so the last mayoral race we had was versus was Tate Reeves against Jim Hood, and the fucking commercials was like Jim Hood rolling up in these lifted truck and he gets out of his truck. He's like, my father was born and raised here in Biloxi, Mississippi. And we raise chickens, and I know how it, what it's like to have to raise a chicken to completion. Vote for to me. Completion. <laughs> That's like what he said. I don't know. Oh boy! And it worked. No, he lost. Oh okay. Because <laughs> Tate Reeves was like, "I love Donald Trump," and everyone was like, "Ah, fuck! We gotta, we gotta vote for oh, him." Wow. Yeah, yeah. I bet Trump is pretty popular in Mississippi, which is wild. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. He's like a. Dude, there's He's literally a guy, guy from New York in my neighborhood. I see him driving by all the time. He's got this big Ford, like F two fifty or three fifty, whatever, like the biggest Ford truck you can get, and it's completely wrapped in like red, white, and blue, and just Trump shit all over it, and, like "Make America Great Again." I'm just like, why? That that is a mental illness, yeah. is what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's like. To to be that big of a fanboy of any politician is just so lame. Uh, such a lame identity. Like, because they don't do it with anybody else. They don't do it for mayors and like, oh man, the, I really love the sheriff. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I don't get it. I just I, like I'm the world's biggest Van Halen fan, 
and I own one Van Halen t-shirt and that's it. Right. Like, I don't wrap my yeah. car in Van, in Van Halen. Halen flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's weird how everybody, um, like it's politics is like part is like literally their identity nowadays. Oh, it's horrible. It's the worst. Like how and do then you, for you to go like how do you no, get Van that Halen way? did have a new album that came out this year, but the Department of Justice has been weaponized <laughs> against Van Halen. They don't want you to hear that album. You're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, you're just making shit up. Like, how little yeah. of a personality do you have to have that you're like literally politics is all you care about? Like, it's literally your identity. When you wake up in Terrible. the morning, it to the time you go to bed at night, it's literally Fox News and, and Joe Biden is the worst. That's like all you think oh. about all day. Right. <laughs> and think about how lame it would be if you went to any other country and uh, and you met somebody who's like, oh, all, you know, I'm a Labor Party guy through and through. You're like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, whatever your party means. You know, I've talked yeah. to Canadians who are like, I'm, all, I'm NDP all day long. And I'm like, I don't know what that stands for. No one gives a shit. Figure something else out to be about because it's so lame. <laughs> Vote or don't, but don't make it your life. It's there's so many better things. You don't want to be eighty on your deathbed, like boy, I was sure a Republican a lot. It's like what? <laughs> right, boy, right. I hated Trump more than anybody. It's like okay, great. I hope hope you enjoyed this this gift of life. I would uh, be on my deathbed, being like, dude, I'm totally NDP. Neck deep in <laughs> pussy. What's up? <laughs> wow. Wow, I looked it up. That is what it stands for. Is there, an, is cool there an NDC? Parties. Neck What's deep that? in clit. Boom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Well, we're going to, I guess, yeah. now we got we to gotta walk out the door on that one. Like, we, we went out <laughs> on a high note, boys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, we're coming up, actually coming up on the end of the episode. I hate to do that, but. Man, that hey. hour goes by fast. Yeah, that's fun. But uh, before we leave, we got to talk about like what you're doing, where everybody can find you, and uh, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited about this tour. Uh, I haven't done a tour like this in years and years, and usually I just do a comedy club, and they pay me whatever flat fee. But uh, this is the first tour I've done in like a long, long time where I'm just... It's all door deals, so I really, you know... Everybody says, oh, you got to come out. I really mean it. You do have to come out or I will be penniless after this tour. <laughs> um, so June 16th, I'm doing Club 337 in Lafayette. Uh, June 17th, Alabama Music Box in Mobile. June 18th, I'm doing the Gordon Community Arts Center in Pensacola, Florida. So come on out and don't heckle, please. I know you love it down there. Uh, June don't make 20th, me have to I'm come doing... back down there, Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> uh June 20th, I'm doing Rock and Roll Pinball in Opelika, Alabama. June 21st, I'm doing The Statesman in Montgomery, Alabama. June 22nd, I'm doing The Saturn Birmingham in Birmingham, Alabama with Ben Roy. Super funny guy. So come on out and see that one. Uh, June 23rd, I'm doing The Whiskey Exchange in Atlanta, Georgia. June 24th, I'm doing Black Warrior Brewing Company in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. June 25th, I'm doing OB's Bar and Grill in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And June 29th, I'm doing the Riot Comedy Club in Houston, Texas. So that's a lot of opportunities to see me. If you live in the South, mm -hmm. I'm, I guarantee you I'm close enough. Come on out and drive. It's going to be great. I need you to come out and bring a friend uh, so that I can, you know, afford margaritas. It's uh, really eating up my budget. <laughs> you know? you got to stop on your way through. 
You got to stop at Margaritaville yeah. and uh, ride some oh, of the rides. I'm doing it, dude. But uh, if anybody needs to uh, go back and wants to check out that uh, list, uh, the tour list, go to uh, CalebSignIn.com. I'm going to put that. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to put that link in the show notes. So if you if you want to look at that, just go into the show notes and click that link, and it'll take you right to his website. Sweet. Thanks, got, man. Thank got everything in there. Got your bio. Got your tour. Got videos and how yeah. to book him. That's yeah. right. And if you're looking to book him, go to the booking page, and you can book That's him. That's right. Book me. Book my little ass. And uh, also, you got a little margarita tab here. Let's see what this margarita right. tab Caleb's no-fail frozen recipe. margarita recipe. All right, here we go. Uh, we got one cup of your favorite gold tequila, uh, half a cup of triple sec, half a bottle of beer. Beer. I've never had yeah, beer. beer. Beer is good. You get a nice sour beer in there, Ooh. really kicks it up a notch. doesn't have to be sour, but a nice sour beer is real hmm. good. I'm going to try this. Half a container of frozen yeah. limeade. Put all the liquids in the blender. Fill the rest of the blender with ice and whip them up. One batch makes four to six margaritas, depending on your cup size, which would me for me would be one margarita. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Just drink the pitcher, dude. Hell yeah. So, Jacob, what you got coming up, man? You got anything booked? Ah, man. I just I just got done uh, opening for Mo Alexander. I've got some. I've got a show coming up, or I'm gonna have a show coming up at the Alabama Music Box soon. Uh, that is to be determined. Hopefully, I'll be opening for somebody really fun over there, but it's not confirmed yet. And then uh, the rest of the month on Open Micros, we've got Galen Nash coming up next week, and then Sam Talent at the end of the month. Oh! Yeah, dude, I'm really excited about that one. So, uh, yeah, you guys uh, get on our Patreon for all the extra content we're doing, and uh, I'm going to go shit my pants. Do <laughs> and, it, dude. And me and Jacob are ready to crank up going back out uh to all the different areas uh around here so if you want to book me and or jacob just go to open micers uh podcast at gmail.com you can get a hold of us so uh caleb thanks for coming on the show man it's been awesome and yeah, uh thanks we'll for ha- having me this was have fun. to have you back again and um we'll, we'll we'll back your uh caleb signing for for mayor of biloxi uh, dude i need i need help <laughs> hell yeah i gotta do it but, uh, but thanks for coming on the show. We'll have you on again soon. And for all you people oh, yeah. out there, if you want to email us, like I said, email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. Our website is openmikers.com. We have a link tree, link tree slash openmikerspodcast. And, of course, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash ompodcast. And also, brezcoffeeco.com. Use the code ompodcast to check out the 10% off your order. And we will see you guys next week this podcast is a zoo house llc production